are you doing? Hello. From deep cuts to future classics. On location and behind the scenes. Somewhere between reasonable and crazy. It was no more complicated than that. Let's skip intro and find out what to watch on Netflix. Coming up. If you're saying this is about me, I'm showing you what I go through, then you can't have your toe half in the water. You've got to go with it. I love Usain Bolt anyway in the way he trains because he makes me feel so inferior as an athlete. <laughs> I wish I was as gifted. I know what it's like not to make it as a sports star. I wake up every day and I'm not a footballer <laughs> and it really annoys me. I don't believe we've met. What's your name? Hello, I'm Dottie and welcome to the latest episode of What to Watch on Netflix. Your only official Netflix podcast, which cherry picks all the good stuff and gently pushes them in your ear like a recommendation cotton bud. Side note, please don't put cotton buds in your ear, no matter how amazing it feels. Now, as you know, we've been recording this series in lockdown. Obviously, the whole world feels like it's a dumpster fire, but a few things have hit people particularly hard. Not being able to hug a grandparent, having to make lunch again, and forgetting what it's like to even wear shoes. But ask tens of millions of people what's at the top of their list and you'll get the same reply. Bring back the damn sport, for goodness sake. To some, sport is a bewildering pastime, expensive, tiring and confusing. But to the majority, it's as vital to them as oxygen. Regardless of your stance, lockdown has revealed something rather curious. Whether we know our Anthony Joshua from our Anthony Bourdain or think Leighton Orion is a fabric softener, sports programming on Netflix has gone crazy. <laughs> to help us examine why are some of the finest sporting minds around. To say Victoria Pendleton is pretty good at winning is like saying Keith Richards enjoys a shandy every now and then. Three Olympic medals, two of them gold, nine world titles and an MBE. She then retired from cycling, swapped wheels for hooves and smashed horse racing as well, which is just greedy, Victoria. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Sorry about that. Thank you for joining us on What to Watch on Netflix. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Now, even though we've got your Maradonas, your Jordans and your Hamiltons there, one of the best and most successful sports shows on Netflix at the moment is about a football team that aren't even in the Premier League. Sunderland Till I Die shows the flip side of glamour and success. Produced by Fullwell 73, who made the awesome class of 92, it shows a team desperate to turn fortunes around, helped by some of the best fans in the world. Ben Turner is the man behind it and the man at the other end of the microphone. Hello, Ben. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on this sports special of What to Watch on Netflix. Now, last but certainly not least is a man no stranger to sports television, guiding the careers of Nigel Benn, Prince Nassim, Joe Calzaghe and Ricky Hatton, to name but a few. Frank Warren's eye for talent is almost as good as his eye for a tailored suit. Aside from doing deals with TV networks, his real skill has always been identifying athletes the public will latch onto and get behind. And believe me, your corner is always better with Frank in it. Welcome, Frank. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Just hearing your voice in the context of this podcast is going to be absolutely brilliant. Thank you, all of you, for joining us on this sports special. Now, I'd love to know how you're all coping without sports. Frank, we'll start with you. How has it been? Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling without it. You know, I'm a massive sports fan. I love my football. Um, I love uh, all sport and obviously I like my boxing and it's been a, 
it's been dreadful that we're not allowed to see any live sport. But we're starting again on the 10th of July, be our first show back, which will be on BT. So be the, I think it's the first televised show uh, since lockdown of any boxing. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's, been, it's going to be a challenge behind closed doors, but that's what we're all about, boxing challenges. Victoria, what about you? Have you sort of got really desperate and resorted to watching marble racing on YouTube? <laughs> um, I've actually been doing more sport myself, which is no bad thing. <laughs> and Ben, what about you? How has life without sport been? Uh, I've been skipping a lot. I haven't had anything to watch. So I've been trying to keep fit in like the confines of a relatively small space. I'm, I'm sure Frank will tell you what an athletic and tough guy sport part of boxing skipping is. And I like to think I look a little bit like a boxer when I'm doing that. <laughs> I mean, I know you mean skipping with a jump rope, but I like to picture it, Ben, just you skipping. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, with like kind of, it's like a, it's like a kind of New York uh, street with me doing rhymes and stuff as I go. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> just a dainty little gallop. Is it? <laughs> now, guys, let's talk about sports television, which is why I've brought together this motley crew today. I'd love to get your thoughts on this huge rise in sports documentaries over recent years. Ben, what do you think the catalyst was? What do you think was the moment that we thought, you know what, we're onto something here? Well, it used to be pretty tough to get them away. When we made Class 92, the question we were always getting asked when we went to pitch it was why? Because watching live sport when you don't know the outcome is always going to be way more exciting than retelling that story. For us, we were quite into American sports docs where they just heap on the syrup and say how amazing everything is, which which I love because when we were making Class 92, people were like, oh, it'd be really interesting to tell the story of the people who didn't make it. I'm like, I know what it's like not to make it as a sports star. I wake up every day and I'm not a footballer and it really annoys me. <laughs> like, I want to I want to get into the glory of it. You were massively aware of what you were representing in the history I looked at the players that I'd grown up with on the pitch at that time. This was more special than anything that I've been involved in for my whole life. We were playing for the biggest club in the world with the badge that you wanted to wear and win. But I think that there's something that happened in terms of like long-form storytelling that probably starts with those HBO scripted shows like The Sopranos, and people got used to watching long-form episodic TV and it goes through podcasts and even like long-form journalism where people were telling stories in an episodic way. And at some point, I think, and, and largely down to sort of Last Chance You and shows like that on that are on Netflix, with the way the streamers were, were, were broadcasting them, the penny sort of dropped that the sports are perfect for this because every week all your characters come together and in a very clear way succeed or fail. Or every few months or whatever, they're going to have a fight or a game or a, you know, a race and things are going to happen. You'll get a result. Victoria, as somebody who is a, a sports personality herself, what do you think it is about this genre that we just, we don't get? anywhere else? I think because a lot of people see a sports performance like you as an athlete you wake up and you've got like this skill that you can just deliver on any given day but in reality it's a roller coaster of highs and lows mostly lows with the occasional blip of success and I think people sort of coming on that journey and understanding kind of what goes into creating that performance and the fact that quite a lot of really successful sports performances and athletes have come through quite diabolical processes in order to get to that place in order to become that individual that resilient individual and I think there's something very much 
synonymous with life in terms of kind of building you into that that champion in some ways and I, I don't know I really I get sucked in totally last chance you was great I have I literally am in love with Michael Jordan anyway um for just being such an epic superstar but I that's just was so good to watch like I really really enjoyed the last dance like I felt a lot of connection with it in lots of different ways and I think even if you're not a sports person there's ways to relate to get closer to that to that athlete in some ways which is kind of cool we absolutely need to dive into the last dance in a bit but before we do Frank a big part of your career is knowing or having that sort of that instinct about boxers that we're going to love what is it about sports tv that we love do you think well I think the main thing is it's live it's happening there in front of you, certainly as far you know, sport, but certainly as far as boxing is concerned. And boxing is a unique sport. It's a one-on-one, and it, certainly at the, at the top levels, it's the only sport I can think of where the loser can disappear. You know, if you're playing tennis or you're playing football, you can get beat one week and play the following week. You're playing golf and so forth. But boxing, because of the nature of the sport, your career can literally be over in a big fight. You can go from big from Park Lane to Brick Lane in one, you know, in, in just in one fight. And, you know, it's overcoming the adversity, you know, the struggle. It's human spirit in there. It's two guys at its best. It's two guys in there playing chess with each other, with their minds, the, the art of self-defense. At its best, I don't think there's any sport like it. You know, I think of all the great events in my lifetime, you know, the Thriller in Manila, uh, Rumble in the Jungle, all those big events and some of the big fights that happen in the UK, they have been just mega moments in sport. Ben, I'd love to get your thoughts on that, actually, because Frank talks about sort of the essence of, of live sport and how that kind of has us on the edge of our seats and makes us fall in love with watching a sport unfold. How do you kind of translate that excitement into documentary when you're not watching something live? How do you make sure that our love of sport carries into watching something that's already happened. Take a lousy team like Sunderland that no one knows about <laughs> and then they won't know what's happened <laughs> and they won't believe it either. No, um, I think that uh, I think that, that, that feeds into uh, what I was saying before about the Class 92. You've got to find something else that resonates in that story to hook people in because you can't, you, you can't recreate that for people. Um, and I think that there, the sport is also about the story about that's how you invest in in the sports stars that you love. As Victoria was saying, what they've gone through to get there um, and what their journey is. And that's what these documentaries start to tap into. I mean, just using Sunderland as an example, but using football in general, people love it and they love watching it. But basically everyone loses. And even people who support teams like who win a lot spend half their time moaning about not winning enough. So like people aren't going there to watch the glory. They're going there to watch get into the story and if you can tap into that and and show the the way what what the the stars that you love go through and see the adversity they overcome it's compelling viewing are there any sports men you think that are more attuned then to being shown in documentary form obviously for you it's sort of telling a a a great football story but I find that there's there's not as many boxing documentaries perhaps as there as there could be do you think the format lends itself to particular sports. It's it's very that's it's very interesting question. Boxing works really well in scripted. You know there are loads of great films. And my favourite sports documentary uh, is When We Were Kings, which is a boxing documentary. I mean that is some film. I've done something new for this fight. I murdered a rock, injured a stone, 
Hospitalize a brick. I'm so mean I make medicine sick. Getting these documentaries together is very tricky. Getting all the rights together, um, just the practical side of it is is quite tricky. And I don't know if maybe that feeds into why some sports are easier to get going than others. I mean, we have oh, actually in conversation uh, with some boxers, and there's no re- I mean, there's, there's no reason in a filmmaking sense that it that it shouldn't work. I think sometimes boxers, Frank, you can tell me this may be way off the mark, but I think sometimes boxers during their career have to portray a certain character. They can't show any doubt. They have to be tough. They they have there's a lot of psychological games going on, and so to let a camera behind that whilst they're in the midst of their career might they might feel that's damaging. That was that is a guess from me about why they might be reluctant during their careers to do it. There are some. Tyson Fury did a documentary on uh, ITV recently, four-part documentary, and it's quite well received. But, you know, there are some guys who are quite natural uh, going. So, for example, Tyson or Muhammad Ali was exactly the same. But um, as far as boxing is concerned, I mean, you know, people have got all their different views of how it works and getting behind the scenes in boxing, which is quite a – you know, it's got a lot of mystique around it. You know, what, it's, what is it like in the dressing room? How does the fighter prepare? You know, how does how did his family, how does he interact with his family? So, you know, some guys just go into a camp, they leave their families for, you know, maybe eight, ten weeks. Others will stay at home, like Joe Kawasaki nef- never left home. He stayed with his family all the time. Um, yet, once you get behind that, once you get, you know, for a documentary, there's been and there's been some quite good ones, and obviously you mentioned it, Ben. My favourite documentary of all time is the same as yours. You know, when we were kings was just a magnificent film. It captured every moment. It captured the era. It captured the guys, African Americans going back to Africa. You know, you had Mobutu putting up the money. who was a, a despot, a, a dictator, put this vast amount of money to get the event on. And when you actually get into it and you can actually see behind the scenes, you see like a Muhammad Ali, how he interacted with the press. It was just unbelievable. You know, he, they, the press couldn't get rid of him. He'd go to bed, next minute he'd come back down with him. And all, you're seeing a totally different side of guy. Victoria, we're talking about, um, obviously, being on, on the other side of the camera. And, and what sports lend themselves to documentaries. What's it like actually being in front of the camera? Is it hard to get on with the job when there are, are cameras pointing at you? I mean, it, at times it can be quite challenging, especially if you're trying to prepare to go up for, for an event, an Olympic final, and there's about a camera about 12 inches from your face and you're trying to just focus. <laughs> it can be a lot quite off-putting, but you kind of get used to it and learn to ignore it. And I used to have a bit of a death glare, which I'd give the guy, I'd be like, look, I think we've had enough, haven't we? But you do forget they're there. Um, and it is quite strange how you can forget. And I actually, as an athlete, and you talk about having to create uh, a persona like to portray yourself in a certain way. I've been criticised massively for appearing too vulnerable and being too honest, giving my competitors an edge. And I was like, but I'm just being honest. I'm still going to try and win at the end of the day. And most of the time I will. But it's it's interesting that in sport you have to create this persona. And I think there are people who are afraid to sort of show any cracks and be like, yeah, actually I am having a bad day. And this is, you know, this is not how I want to be seen by the outside world. It's a strange thing because I think people really enjoy seeing their vulnerability because a lot of athletes are seen like superhumans. They're like, oh, it's not like me. I can't, I couldn't do that. They're, they're different from me. But I think when you kind of let them in, people are like, oh, hang on a minute. 
I can feel that too in some ways. And I think also with the boxing, it was just like occurring to me that why it would be so popular to watch it. I think we've all um, hurt ourselves in the past. I think some of us have probably been hit. Play fighting, even as a kid, you know it hurts. And I think people (laughs) can relate to the fact that what is going on there is suffering, is like something that you can almost conceptualise. You know, when I watch boxing, I'm like, I can barely watch, but I'm, I'm, I'm completely drawn in because I'm like, wow, that's, that's brutal. It's like gladiators. It's something kind of visceral and compelling. Um, and I think that's probably why it just draws the crowds in and why it would make such great viewing. Victoria, you touched on something there, which is actually really fascinating. And you mentioned sort of vulnerability and uh, at times potentially giving your competitors an edge because they're getting that access. I'd love to get the thoughts uh, of, of Ben and Frank on this. Is there, is there a privacy issue when it comes to documentaries? Is there like a, a worry about, for example, keeping training techniques private and not showing too much? I think from from that aspect, I mean, you're not, you know, if, if um, you know, Ben probably knows better than anybody. When, when, and, and, and I must say, by the way, Sunderland till I die was is like brilliant. Well done, mate. It's fantastic. Thank fantastic you. Film. Thank you. It's very kind. But um, you know, how long will a documentary last? Was it a ninety minutes? I don't know, maximum two hours, if that. They're not going to film every aspect of the training. They're going to get be allowed to be in there, and, and so as far as the fire is concerned, and share some of those moments. But I think it's like. You know, Victoria just said, you know, you're showing another side of of, of, of the guys. I, I think if you're if you're signing up to do a, a documentary, then you've signed up for it. You, you can't be selective what you're doing. If you're saying this is about me, I'm you know, I'm showing you what I go through, how I how I've achieved what I've achieved and 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 the journey I've been on and so forth, then you've got to go with it. You can't, you know, sort of have your toe half in the water. You've got to be in there. And I think that the public Will respect you even more if they if you can show the other side. You know there is a, a you know a, a human side of it. You're not just two guys who are shouting at each other at a press conference and then going to have a fight. But there is something else. There is a family man there. There's somebody you know who's got their kids. They got kids like you. They got put. They got to pay their bills. They got to you know do all these things. And they go through like all yeah. athletes go through tremendous sacrifices to get to where they get to. Ben Frank said that you know you know what you've signed up for. You've agreed to do a documentary and therefore you have granted access. What's your experience of that been uh, with, with Sunderland? Do you ever get halfway through and people are regretting having signed up to do this? Yeah, Sunderland had a, had a torrid time um, and there were definitely moments where they felt conscious about having the cameras and would rather it not be portrayed. Sunderland is a massive, massive football and city. We've been in the premiership. So penalty now to Sunderland. Chance to pull a goal back. Unfortunately, it's just went wrong. Another manager gone, another relegation. The problems run deep. Uh, the original question was about tactics. I think that in a way, people are less, the mass, a mass audience is less interested in the tactical side of it. So you, you, I think the, your, your sports stars are less very quickly are going to become less worried about that. And you enter into a relationship uh, of trust with the people you're shooting and you, well, I can only really speak for myself, but I, I I feel like I'm privileged to be there with them at these big moments, partly because of who they are, but also just to be with a person when they're exposed and for them to trust you to tell their story. And 
you need to earn that trust and, and guard that trust. And that doesn't mean you pull any punches, for want of a better phrase, when you make it, because they have signed up for that. But they need to know they're going to get a fair hearing and have the ability to to use their voice in it. And, you know, a lot of what the one thing, even we, we made a, a documentary with Usain Bolt. We went to the Olympics with him in Rio. And even him, who's so comfortable on camera, we still had to do that whole don't, we used to joke with him, don't give us Sky Sports, you know, because a lot of the sports stars, they, they have media training and that media training is don't tell them anything, basically, because because they're constantly trying to get caught out and basically, you know, they say one thing and they and then it's all over the papers. What, what we allow them to do is to have a voice and to talk in real terms about what they're going through and who they are. And as you say, as I say that that requires a certain amount of trust that you're going to portray them um, accurately. He is the biggest superstar that this sport has ever had. He's dominated. He's won everything there is to win. For his height, they said he shouldn't be running so fast. For where he's from, they're saying he shouldn't be who he is. Don't know why I'm up this early. <laughs> Life of a champion, right? <laughs> Full box. <laughs> I've been lucky enough to work briefly with Victoria and, and talking to her about some of her experiences was really, really fascinating and, and you know, you, and enlightening. And, and, you, uh, and you know, you're part of a big team. Sometimes you don't have the voice to talk about it at the time. And to come into a, a big team and people are fascinating to give voice to these athletes who've had amazing experiences, have like had to look themselves in the eye on several occasions and dig deep and find ways... You know, it, it's it's a great privilege, and 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 the, the the things you want to say are deeper than giving away facts that they'd be worried about. If that makes sense, that's what you that's what you're hoping to get to something deep and personal. Absolutely, and I'm so glad you brought up Iron Bolt. Actually, another sensational uh, sports documentary. What story, Ben, is sort of dying to be told in sports from your perspective as a as a filmmaker? Whose story have we yet to to watch unfold in in documentary form because I mean Tiger Woods oh Tiger, Tiger Woods but I think that might be happy we there's a few that we have been like campaigning for one of them was what has become the last dance although ours was in terms of Chicago because Obama was coming through at that time there's a lot going on in Chicago at that time and we and we actually got all the way we got the NBA we got everyone on board apart from Michael Jordan who uh, and we got told that Spike Lee had been like shooting with him for years and he wouldn't take Spike Lee's calls and we were like okay there's a point where you just there's not gonna happen for us um and Tiger Woods is another one we've been we've been after for a long time and I think he's gonna do something it won't be quite what what we're doing because also you don't want to do it unless you can do it properly but he's he is iconic yeah he's been through a hell of a lot Victoria is there a, a sports personality documentary or team that you would love to see a, a documentary for oh well actually talking about Tiger Woods I mean I'd love to know because obviously he has been through massive popularity and then you know he got a bit tarnished by some of his and, and he's come up and down and it's been all over the place I would love to know how he's kept himself mentally focused to come back and be so sort of dominant and I just think ah uh, and 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 the fact that he's only ever lived that life like since he was a kid I would be fascinated to hear it coming out of his mouth like who he is where he's been how he got through it because I think 
I mean, it's it's definitely not been easy for him. And I think that journey would be interesting. So that's what I would like to. I mean, I love I love Usain Bolt anyway in the way he trains because he makes me feel so inferior as an athlete. Um, <laughs> I wish I was as gifted. Um, but it's everybody, like so many champions or super champions, people that have won time after time after time have a backstory that made them who they are and, but they would all be fascinating to get up close if they were willing to let you in, as Ben said. Frank, we are now campaigning for the Tiger Woods documentary. Uh, but is there a, a story that you think is screaming out to be told? I like, I like the Tiger Woods. I think that's a, a brilliant call by Ben and Victoria. Um, I'm, I'm very biased. I think the real Tyson Fury story, the real Tyson Fury, you know, his journey. I mean, he's had some serious ups and downs, some problems that some were self-inflicted, some uh, from you know from other areas. But it's been a very, it's been a, a roller coaster. But it's it's been such a fantastic thing that he's done. And if this Anthony Joshua fight and him come together, which we've all been working hard to try and make happen, if that were to happen, can you imagine? filming the build-up to that from his aspect, or getting both the guys, doing both the guys. What a fantastic movie that would be for probably, you know, for me, one of the biggest sporting events in this country since the World Cup. It would be, you know, I just think that that's screaming to be made. You know, that's real, real, you know, the best. Two, four title fights, four belts, I mean, on the line for the first time ever. Absolutely. And two Brits. Don't get no better than that. Oh, Ben, ben, I can see the cogs turning. I know, I think also he ties in such an interesting, like, when I was going to say, I was going to say, I was thinking with Tiger, like, the, like, golf is such a white sport and what he represented when he came through is really interesting. Uh, Tyson's whole thing about, like, being, uh, you know, his background is also really interesting you know, to talk about. There's And and that's what those sports stocks allow you a kind of way into very complicated issues through a personal lens that, you know, that, that, and that's partly what, I mean, that, what elevates them, you know, makes them so compelling. Well, let's watch this space for the Tiger Woods and the Tyson Fury stories. Uh, let's talk now, though, about uh, those sports programmes that are already out there that we're absolutely loving. Victoria, I know that you wanted to talk about the, uh, the last dance. Oh. You touched on it earlier. Mm. Let's dive in because I think I think that's your recommendation, right? Oh, it, it is. If you haven't, I'm sure everyone's already seen it because it's been talked about massively. It's one of those things like, have you seen that? Um, but I, from the first instance of watching that, I felt a real kind of connection with the story being told. They were talking about somebody basically ending the career of some phenomenal athletes and it was political and I was like no no we're talking about management and choices on teams when clearly they're the best in the world and people are undervalued and I was like hang on a minute this is too close to home in some ways even though it's a sport on the other side of the world I just loved it and I don't think I've ever felt like I knew who Michael Jordan was either and you know, his discipline and the way he approached things and just, I mean, it's poetry in motion, isn't it, watching him play? Um, I don't know, I felt very nostalgic as well because I'm a, you know, I'm, I was born in 1980, so that period of the 90s was definitely huge in sport and something that I really connect with in terms of my sort of growing up um, inspiration, but crazy crazy good incredible oh. incredible film even if you've never watched basketball yes. before isn't it it's yeah. a sensation yeah i mean you don't have to be a basketball fan to appreciate that at all no way it's it's addictive 
Ben, Frank. Shall I just watch one just, more? Or shall I go to bed? That's the kind of thing is. Have you guys watched uh, The Last Dance? Yeah. I, I knew I wouldn't be able to do it without binging it. So I kind of waited and waited. And then, like, my son, my son, he's totally fine, but he got COVID. So my world just got, like, turned upside down. We got, went back into quarantine. Everyone else is coming out. Um, so I'm, like, so I'm, I'm in the process of binging it, like, right now. It's such a treat. Um, I'm very jealous. Uh, that I didn't get to make it, but, but I'm kind of happy. I'm happy. I'm happy for them. Just <laughs> you have to wonder why Michael Jordan, who is surely the most popular player in our time, would be in effect driven out of professional basketball. We're entitled to defend what we have until we lose it. The only question: How long can it last? What What are your thoughts so far? Because it is one of the, for me, one of the best sports documentaries I've ever watched. He's just he's just so iconic, isn't he? He just like I mean, all the the, the other characters are also so amazing. But my, like, there are very few. There are just very few sports stars, uh, not even sports stars. There are very few people who are that iconic as Michael Jordan is. So his story inevitably feels like it. it you know, it means so much more. And as Victoria said, it's a moment in time for all of us. He, you know, he's one of the, he's a time capsule thing Air Jordan and all that from that moment in time it's just like really really like really amazing it was like it's like watching a movie play yeah, out yeah. I think The Last Dance and you've, even, totally. you've got Michael Jordan your, your star of your show but the supporting cast then like Dennis Rodman and Scotty Pippen as well it's just it is an incredible sports documentary and all that access it's kind of like it kind of unfolds as it goes along they don't necessarily sell it I mean you know when you start watching it there's all this behind the scenes footage but it kind of starts a bit more conventionally than that. And then you start to get into it. I just, you know, you just can't believe you're seeing this stuff. So, Ben, what is your big recommendation when it comes to sports docs on Netflix? The, well, another one that I just like wish I'd have made. I mean, this is like, this is the, the cross I bear in this like world. When I see him, they kill me. I am like, as the other, another iconic sportsman who I grew up was just my utter hero, even though I should, probably by rights shouldn't have loved him so much as Maradona. I mean, I like uh, he he's a total hero to me as a kid. I remember watching him play football and thinking for the first time it was like watching someone in the playground play in real football. It was just amazing. And Maradona in Mexico is criminally underwatched. And again, he's just so iconic. He's so amazing to watch. I can, I mean, I can, I, I can, I can, and do spend time just watching highlights of him on YouTube anyway because he's it just makes me happy. <laughs> but, but, um, but like, yeah, it's it's a pretty amazing, a pretty amazing doc. Um, I'd highly recommend it. Diego Armando Maradona es nuevo director técnico de Dorados de Sinaloa. Diego Armando Maradona. Para muchos el mejor de la historia. Tiene a la tierra de Culiacán con los cártel, con la droga. Agárrate porque esto se va a poner bueno. Los esperamos el viernes para vivir una gran noche de fútbol con toda la familia. ¡Mua! And Frank, what is your big sports documentary recommendation for us? Well, la the last dance was, which, as, as everybody said, I, I'm in, in total agreement. And I actually binged a whole lot. I'm, I'm, I've sort of got that addictive personality. I start watching something. <laughs> And I, don't, I never, I normally go straight through. And times, sometimes I watch these things, uh, these series and so forth, and I'll get to a stage where I don't take a break from it. And I actually think I'm in it. But for me, and I'm not sad because it's been, I love the Sunderland till I die. I really enjoyed that. We all talk about sport at the elite level. You know, that's what we do. We all like sport at its best. And you forget sometimes what else happens in sport. And 
the access that he got there and also the story, which is so brilliant. Everybody was so down to earth. That's to me is what, what, what sport's about. You know, not everybody is a winner. Not everybody's a Muhammad Ali. Not everybody's a Victoria Pendleton. Not everybody's a Michael Jordan. There are the, the other guys who just don't make it. And it's great to see those. They're real people and see what their aspirations are, what they go for. And I just, I think that Ben encapsulated all human spirit in there. Every, every aspect of it. And I loved every moment of it. Thank you, mate. That's very kind. Guide us in our love for our city and our club. For it, it is a love born out of passion. Help us through our anger and our fury when our team is not performing as best it can. Help Sunderland because the success of our team leads to the success and prosperity of our city. I mean, we've got some great sports doc recommendations there, but I realise you guys do have lives outside of sports, so I'd love to know, is there anything else on Netflix that you're loving? Frank, do you love Ozark? Are you (laughs) binging Drag Race, Ben? What else is there for you? I watched Ozark from when it first came out a few years ago. I've watched that again. I've done that, in I think, in about two days. I got through that. I thought it was outstanding. How did I know? How did I know you'd love that? We just kept our heads down, Wendy. There's nothing we can do about that now. We're committed. I love those. I, I, tell, <laughs> I, I bought Tiger King. I liked it, but it was like a, a dislike <laughs> as well. I thought, what an obnoxious bunch of people. They were just so vile how they treated animals and so forth. But it was compelling because you wanted to see where it was going and how it turned out. They were just an awful bunch of people. I don't think any of them came out of that too well. <laughs> Um, it's just an awful film. Um, what was I, I like, uh, I obviously watched, watched a game, Better Call Saul. I really enjoyed that. You don't believe me? Of course I do. Jesus, it's right there on your face. You think I'm some kind of lowlife, some kind of ass? What? kind of lawyer guilty people hire, right? Oh, Jimmy, that's You, you not... look at me and you see slipping Jimmy. I never said that. Yeah, but you thought it. Um, and the, uh, what was the other one I watched? Fowder. I love Fowder. I thought the, I've been watching. I watched the original series of that, and the, the third one come up. I've just watched because there's been so much to to do, so I've been going through them all. Um, <laughs> what else? Did I last time? I'm trying to think of the other one. But Frank, um, you're a telly addict. I, 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 tell, <laughs> movie, I tell the movie I enjoyed, which I, I wasn't. I didn't know where I was going to, and that was. Uh, the Spy with Sacha Baron Cohen. From all the movies that he makes, and he's made this series, and I thought he really acted well in it. I I quite enjoyed that. And yeah. I've been watching the German one, Das Boot, which uh, is compelling. It's, I think I like mm-hmm. that as well. It's brilliant. But so what else has there been to do? My job do it anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just a, a box set and film nut. I, I just love it. That's been the great thing about what's been going on in these terrible times that we're all living in. Well, Frank's watched everything, Victoria. Um what what are you watching outside of of sports docs on Netflix? Oh, okay, so I just watched uh, I've watched some really random stuff. I'm not going to lie, and I do get drawn into watching a few teenage um, kind of you know like Thirteen Reasons Why, like um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> like sometimes it's like it's a kind of escape from real life, isn't it? Um, yeah, so just watch yeah, Girl from Eponema, which is like a Portuguese little thing i just love the styling of it the beautiful fashion and it's very retro and then like bassa nova kind of tunes in the background and i just i like you know i watch anything i'm very open-minded when it comes to watching um 
television. I don't have a particular genre. It depends yeah. what mood I'm in. I mean, I'd love to watch you and Frank switching watch lists. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm watching all this like mindless girly stuff. I just want to watch Frank uh, glued to Sabrina the Teenage Witch. In the town of Greendale, there lived a girl who was half witch, half mortal. And that girl is me. You're a rebel, Spellman. That's how I like my witches. We, we, we managed to see the grandkids after all this time, and I'm just pepper pigged out. That gave me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Ben, what about you uh, outside of sports documentaries? If you looked at my Netflix, the thing that gets the most play is Hey Dougie. I don't know if anyone's seen that. That's what my kids are watching. And that's of those kids ones, the one that I find the most, the, the best. <laughs> I, I, not, I, there's a, I don't know if anyone's seen Norseman. I think that's hilarious. Absolutely. It's really, yeah. That's really funny. Well, it's time for the Atis tube. Anyone want to go first? It's a matter of honor, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the Atis tube is probably the most honorable thing you can do. Honor is really important, Bill. Yes. Now, to Valhalla! Wow. I'm just going to skip the whole thing, okay? I'm not going to jump either. This is not my kind of thing. I thought that uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the shows that Frank spoke about, Fowler's incredible. Um, a lot of those, a lot of the big ones uh, speak for themselves. I thought 13th was amazing. It's quite a timely watch right now. Yes. I think that there's a moment incredible. where, it's a moment where, like, we can look to see, we can understand things that weren't obvious to us before, and that is a, is a, is a brilliant perspective. And I also, I love animation. So I like Rick and Morty, Bojack Horseman. Yes. That yeah. kind of stuff makes me giggle too. Like you need a giggle right now as well, right? Because it's pretty full on. So like, You really do. But that would be, those would be my recommendations. Guys, you have given us so much. Thank you to each of you, Ben, Victoria, Frank, for joining me on What to Watch on Netflix. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks, Darcy. Well, we cannot bring you a sports episode of What to Watch on Netflix without getting on our MVP. So, from Netflix HQ, Ogina. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm also doing very well and even better because I'm here. Appreciate you. Uh, now, I'm all sportsed out from today's episode. So I need from you some additional things to watch this weekend, please. Of course. Okay, so the first thing I have for you today is a brand new action movie okay it's called the old guard it stars charlie's throne but i need to give you the the log line to this okay the log line to this is that it's a team of soldiers who seemingly can't die and have been fighting a bunch of battles for centuries so they can still feel the pain Ooh. but can't die that is the premise immortal soldiers immortal soldiers yes that's the premise that's the premise um so if you're interested in that kind of thing if you're looking for something new to watch that's just come on the service today uh it's based on a comic book miniseries that came out in 2017 it's also directed by gina prince blythewood who if you're not familiar with her work directed love and basketball which is an iconic film if you haven't seen that you should also get and see, watch that too if you haven't seen love and basketball who are you what does your life represent Where's the meaning? I mean, truly, truly. Um, what, what, what do we watch after we've watched that? After you've watched that, now, you might say this is a bit of a cop-out, but I want to make sure that everyone has seen it, OK? Because it's available elsewhere, but the ease of Netflix means I have to mention it. If you have not, and I, I cannot stress this enough, if you have not seen Dairy Girls, 
season two of Dairy Girls is on the service now. You need to get up to speed. You need to watch it. If you haven't seen it because you're like, oh, I can't bother. Sensational. You, it is so good. It's about these four teenage girls, also a guy, um, in 90s Northern Ireland. And it's just so hilarious. It's just classic, great humour. 10 out of 10, watch it. Both series are now on Netflix. And it does have one of the most nostalgic soundtracks ever. If you love that Britpop era, you will love this programme. Sorry, I'm commandeering your space. No, no, no. Please, 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 please do so. Please do so. I am I am a Derry Girl super fan. Are you? Yeah. Okay. You, you have great taste in shows. Great taste in shows. I have one last show to recommend, but it's a documentary. And look, I know you said you were all sports out, but being that this is the sports episode, I wanted to recommend my favourite sports documentary. Okay. Have you seen... You probably have, but have you seen The Mind of Aaron Hernandez? I have seen The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. What did you think about that documentary? It is... It's a sports documentary meets true crime. Yes. So two areas we have covered on this series of what to watch on Netflix. If you love crime and you love sport, this documentary is the intersection at which they meet. Look, I'm not saying that I'm the biggest sports fan. I don't know much about sport, right? But I was drawn in. NFL, I wanted to know everything about it. It's very, very, very interesting. It's And it also is a great place to start if you're kind of, you like true crime, you kind of like sports stuff, you want to get more into kind of other documentaries and more kind of sports thing. Give that a try first if this is going to be your entry in. And if you love athlete murderers a la OJ Simpson and Oscar Pistorius, this is next on your list, mate. Right. Who doesn't enjoy a documentary about an athlete that is also a murderer? Because for me, that is my niche. I mean... <laughs> That's the intersection where, right there, in the middle, athlete and murderer. That's where my interests meet. Athlete and murderer. Do you know what I mean? Top of my sport, and I can kill on weekends. So, I'm, I'm just, side note, I'm in no way uh, an advocate for, for murder. Please do not do um, that. Indeed. We don't. We don't encourage or condone. But a great documentary. That's what I've got for you. Thank you for um, receiving my gifts. Thank you for bestowing them upon me. There we have it, another episode of What to Watch on Netflix in the can. But remember, we'll be back next week and get ready for a load of belly laughs as our theme is comedy. What to Watch on Netflix is hosted by me, Dottie, and is written and produced by Jamie East. Editing and additional production comes from Cup and Nuzzle. What are you watching on Netflix? We'd love to know. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Netflix UK. 